All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! always been amazed at how things that have nothing to do with your problems can actually give you information that helps you solve the problem. You know, you kind of have to basically be in, in a situation where you're looking for, for solutions. You can't be in a situation where you're beating yourself up or whining like a punk. You have to actually be looking for a reason to, to do better. I, I was watching a football game. I was having a tough time and I was competing at a job um, with someone else who was a Similar abilities, but at the time, just kind of pulled ahead of me to the point where it looked almost insurmountable for me to catch up to the person. And it was Sunday, and I had to go back Monday for the final day of this competition at work. And what happened was I was watching the football team, and one team had this massive lead over the other team, and they were celebrating early. And essentially, they just kind of shut it down, meaning they weren't trying their best, and they weren't putting their full effort in. And the second team, the team that was behind, did not stop playing. They played with exactly the same intensity. They knew that at, at a certain point the game had gotten away from them. And they knew that the team they were playing wasn't better than they were. But the game had gotten away from them. And it was very similar to me at that, at that job. I knew the person wasn't better than I was. But they had taken a nice lead on me. And I was starting to get that feeling as if to say, oh, I said I even bothered. But then when I watched that football game, I noticed that the team that was behind started creeping back into the game quickly. And by the time the team that was in the lead realized what was happening, it was a close game again, and eventually the team that was behind had been playing so well up until that point with the new with the new with the same attitude of I'm not gonna quit that it actually overtook the other team and won the game. And it could have just been a, a an interesting football game. I could have just watched the football game and went, man, that was pretty cool the way they came back. But like I said, sometimes you can see things that have nothing to do with you, and you can learn something from that. And I thought, wait a minute, this guy's competing with me. He got a nice lead on me, but I got still, I still have Monday to compete with this bastard. And I know he's been celebrating all this weekend, like, I'm going to get this account, I'm going to get this account, I'm going to get this account. And when I came in Monday, he was doing that. He was walking around the office. This is back, you know, when I was working in an office. He's walking around the office, he's high-fiving, he's talking to people, he's doing this, he's doing that. Doesn't think I'm gonna gonna catch him sales wise, but I was making calls to accounts, and 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 then at the end of the day, he's already got his hand out waiting to get his keys to the car because the winner was gonna get um, a car for a week, you know, some money, a little bit of money, and also get a get to ride or drive around this really really nice car for a week, and I beat him by twenty dollars. <laughs> in sales and you should have seen the look on his face he was what the hell is this what the hell and the winner is and i walked up and i had the keys in my hand he literally was walking around the office talking trash the entire day and he lost and i won and not being an asshole i, I of course did not take the new car that i got to drive around for a week and park it in his parking spot because that would be wrong okay fuck him so uh <laughs> that's the lesson I learned is that you can't always just assume you know you're going to lose just because somebody's ahead of you. That's what I learned from that. And I started thinking about it. And I started thinking, you know, you could learn lessons from a lot of things that happen around you. If you really think about it, you can look at the metaphors and the analogies and and go, "Yeah, I, this this is applicable to me and I didn't even realize that it was." 
I was thinking about that regarding traffic, you know, in traffic. And I remember when I look back on my life, I noticed that the times when I was the most successful in my life, I was either completely self-determined and self-driven or I was around people that were winners in life. People who just were just striving to do something. It didn't even have to have, have anything to do with my specific profession. I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. I'm an actor, blah, blah, blah. I do podcasts. You know that already. But there were people that were around me that had nothing to do with show business, nothing to do with entertainment, but were just driven and driven to be the best they could be at whatever they were doing. And it juiced me up, man. Well, this guy's a doctor. and He wants to be the best doctor he can be. And he's, he's just studying and working hard and being better. And just being around that made me feel better. You know, this guy was a sanitation worker and he wanted to be, you know, the person to get his route done the most efficiently, get back, have the most this, that. And, and these, I have an eclectic group of friends, but they all wanted to be the best at what they were doing. And it rubbed off on me. And I realized that in the times of my life where I was the least productive was when I was around people that kind of sucked. You know, they were kind of always complaining and never doing anything about it. Oh, oh, this is so bad. I can't take it anymore. I said, okay, what are you doing? What am I doing? The world. <laughs> like the world gives a shit about you. Like the world is conspiring to stop you from doing something. Fuck out of here with that. And it just reminded me of traffic. You know, if you say you're in a car and you're driving along in traffic, if you're driving 65, no, no, better yet. If you're driving 55 and everyone around you is driving 80, you're going to drive 80 because you get tired after a while of people honking their horn behind you and calling you names that they that you want to cover your kids' ears so they don't have to hear it. But what about you, the kind of person that wants to drive 90 and everybody around you is driving 45? That's going to be frustrating. You, know, you can't even change lanes. You know, you see the exit that you have to get off and you can't make the change. Why? Because the people around you are driving 45 and you need to drive 90. That's the same thing in life. It's exactly the same thing. Like I said, when I was surrounded by people driving 90 and I wanted to drive 90, I could drive 90. When I wanted to drive 90 and I had people around me who were happy with 45 and didn't matter where they were going and didn't even know where they were going, I got slowed down. You know? And that was just the most amazing thing in the world. And this is just traffic. This is just a thought in traffic. And it made me decide who I wanted to have around me. I realized I don't want to have suckers and losers around me. You know? You can't have that around you. You know? And that's when I made the decision. You know, I'm, if I'm going to drive 90, I got to have people around me that are driving 90 miles an hour. You know, it's amazing. You could take that. You could take that into anything. Actually, you could take the traffic metaphor into anything. <laughs> if you really think about it, you're driving down the freeway, and there's a whole bunch of cars. None of the cars look like your car. And then you're driving, and then you see somebody in the next lane who has a car that looks just like yours. You got to have a kinship with them, don't you? Right. It's kind of like being the only woman in a room full of men and then another lady comes in or the only black guy in a room full of people that aren't black and then another black person walks in. You don't even know that person, but you give them the old, I, I, I'm just like you not. Hey, what's going on? You strike up a conversation. You have a little bit of a kinship. Well, in the car, you're not striking up a conversation. You're kind of doing a little, you do the little head nod. You point to their car. They point back at your car. It's like, yeah, we're driving the same car. <laughs> and you go about your business. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just amazing, you know. And when I was thinking about the 1%, it, it's, it's amazing how all these weird, weird shit comes into my mind when I'm driving in traffic, isn't it? I was thinking, you know, when there was the Occupy Wall Street and all that kind of thing, and I was thinking about how people get really mad at um, really rich people. Not the, not rich people that worked hard and did their thing and got rich, but rich people that basically, you know, get money by fucking over people. And once again, we'll go back to traffic. You ever been in traffic, you're driving around, 
and everybody's obeying the laws for the most part. And then some jackass in a super expensive luxury mega powered 8,000 horsepower car just whips in front of traffic, cuts people off, cuts off like five lanes of traffic and then zips past everybody. And then when they get clear in front of the, the line of traffic, you're in, they step on the gas and just boom, pull, pull away. And then you can't even see them in the, in front of you because they move away so fast. Well, they cut you off because they can, because their car can do that. And then you wind up getting stuck at a light that you would not have been stuck at if this dick face hadn't pulled up. <laughs> That's exactly the same thing as you getting in trouble for doing something and someone rich not getting in trouble. Like that affluenza kid, you know, I, you know, you, I walk, there was some times when I was, when I was that kid's age with 16, 17 years old, I would walk through a neighborhood just going home and get pulled over, stopped, frisked, sit in the car. People, oh, look, I think he did it. I didn't even do anything. It was coming back from the comedy club. I'm 17 years old. This guy mows down 87 people. Well, not really 87 people, but he mows down a bunch of people and they go, he has affluenza. It's amazing, you know. So you can learn lessons from anything around you. Really, you can. You can just look at around you and see that, you know, little things that you didn't think meant anything, you can draw a lesson from. You can draw a lesson from Anybody that's around you, you know, even if they're dickheads, you can go, whoa, that guy's a dickhead. Don't want to be like that. <laughs> and decide not to be like that guy. You can meet, meet someone who you think is nothing because you make that bad mistake of judging someone too quickly. And then you find out this is him. You know, he's an amazing human being, a great guy. He's super successful. He just doesn't like to be flashy. And then you talk to him and he goes, oh, this is how I became successful. You need to do this, 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 and this. Well, if you you didn't have your eyes open or your mind open to getting the new information, you would have never gotten it. You know, you can draw lessons that will help you out from anything and anybody. You just have to be open to it. And that's something that I learned. I learned that you have to be open to learning lessons, you know, whether it's a metaphor for some for this or an analogy here. Something that didn't even have anything to do with you can make you better. You know. I'm a comedian. I, I do. I'm a podcaster. I'm an actor. I'm a writer. And one of my greatest influences is Bruce Lee. Yes, Bruce Lee. How does a dead Chinese guy inspire a black comedian? <laughs> you know that that was dead a long time ago. You know. And what I learned from him was um, Bruce Lee was a fantastic. Well, uh, and everybody knows Bruce Lee is one of the most incredible martial artists that's ever lived. And during his day. He instructed some people that went on to become incredible champions, and everyone knew him as some as the real deal when it came to martial arts. And he was at the top of his game um, as a martial artist, as a, as an instructor. And he got injured, and he hurt his back. And what he did was he redesigned his entire life. He was already at the top of his game when he and he closed the schools down to change his philosophy. He got injured. And when he got injured, he started to study philosophy and he realized that he was th going about things the wrong way. He thought that creating the best style of Kung Fu was the way to go. And then he realized you have to do something that is built around the individual. Each individual has to make their own decisions, has to be self-determined, has to do the things they need to do to improve. And he became a better martial artist than he was before his back injury because he changed everything. And I thought about it, and I thought, this is someone who's the best in the world, probably, at what he did. And even he had to rip apart his martial art, had to rip apart everything that he was doing, and made the change. 
Michael Jordan did the same thing. He had already won three championships, took a couple of years off, came back to basketball, won three more championships. And every year he came back with a different move, with a different shot, with a different skill. Every year. Tiger Woods was the best golfer on the planet. And there was not even a question about it. Even people that didn't like Tiger Woods said, this is the best golfer on the planet. He sacrificed some of his winnings, winning by realizing he could make his golf stroke better. So he, he changed his golf stroke. Now he kind of sucked for a while because he was readjusting. But this is somebody who was the best in the world. And he thought he could be better. And when I think about those people, I'm going, damn. If these fools can look at what they're doing and decide they need to be better. I'm not the best in the world. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty damn good, but I'm not the best in the world. And if, if they can change and they can learn and they can grow, of course I can too. Especially Tiger Woods, because he learned a new golf stroke and changed everything. And he was had and he did that while fucking different cooters waitresses. I mean, if you can change your goal stroke and get that much better and bang 18 different women and get it on with your wife at the same time, that's somebody you got to look up to. Now, I don't look up to him boning a bunch of waitresses. Okay, I kind of look up to that. But I don't look up to him boning a bunch of waitresses while he was married, and that's wrong. Now, if you were getting it on with a bunch of hot chicks and you weren't married, that's different. That's really different. Because you wouldn't have got your ass whooped and lost $100 million, you dumb bastard. But that's a whole different story. So what I'm saying is, the S-Man says this to you. You can learn and lessons and draw lessons from anything, at any place. You just have to have your mind open. Because if your mind is open, you can learn all the lessons you need to learn and do all the, become even better at what you are and what you do just by watching and being, being aware of what's going on around you. You'd be surprised where the lesson that change, changes your life where it will come from. So make sure you pay attention because the moment I started paying attention to what was going on around me and realized I could draw lessons from different things that had nothing to do with me, things started looking good. Things started looking really, really good. All right, my brothers and sisters, we knocked out another one. You know, I, I appreciate you guys coming back. I, I keep seeing the numbers and I know that you're suggesting me to your friends. If you're a new person, you're hearing this for the first time, if you've never heard any of the other stuff. Um, if you like it, make sure you subscribe, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, uh, share me on your social media sites, whatever sites you're on, tell a friend to tell a friend, get them to subscribe. We're going to have a lot of fun here. If you want to know what the home base to the podcast is, where all the social media sites are, uh, that are pertaining to this specific podcast, go to S Anthony says at podbean.com. And that's where everything is. Uh, if you need to contact me, you can go to those social media sites and if you want to write me some things and. Feel free to use the words like delicious chocolate genius and incredible man. I won't mind that at all. I won't stop you if you want to do that. Um, I just want to say, like, once again, thank you guys very, very much for stopping by and checking everything out. Hope you had a good time. Hope, uh, you know, uh, what you heard moves you a little bit because those things that I talked about were important to me and they moved me and changed who I was as a person. And um, much love to you. Much, much love to you. Thank you for stopping by. Hope to see you again. That's Anthony out.
we're gonna get wild. Go ahead and clap. Go ahead and cheer. We're gonna have a good time while up in here.